So I'm Elias Bittler. I'm currently the product lead at, at Vault, where we make um, an app for ordering and paying for food, drinks and so forth. This is Sidetrack, an Arctic startup podcast about the entrepreneurial mindset. I'm Maya Coppola, and I'm joined here by Greg Anderson. Right. So Elias was one of the first people I was thinking about when we came up with this podcast concept. Um, so I know him best as the co-founder of Quick, which is a mobile development firm he was working at before starting Walt. And two quick birthday parties ago, Elias was telling me like how he's going to just shut himself inside for the whole winter holiday and knock out a top secret side project. And uh, Elias' first game was Piazzo, which was a Finnish hit, and I think it's kind of like a Japanese gambling game. I always thought it's Finnish, because we had that in every single grocery store when I was a kid. Well, it it's from somewhere in between, I guess. But um, he, he really got his first international fame from Wind Labyrinth 3D, which is like that um, that box game you probably had when you were a kid. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one with the metallic ball. Yeah, and you had to make sure that you didn't get into the hole and um, try to solve that puzzle like that. But in talking to Elias, you, you realize he wasn't building Wooden Labyrinth 3D for it to be a big international hit. Instead, he was just playing around with some technology called head tracking. It's a way to make 3D objects react to your position in, in, in relation to the screen. So when you context the phone, tilt the, the, the phone, uh, it would change how things look because you would see them as a 3D thing. And so I made a demo out of it, just using a labyrinth 3D model. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, I added a ball into it and it was like, okay, now I can play a labyrinth game. But um, I, I never really made it to be, be an actual game. Um, until then I just decided, well, what if I just make a game out of it and release it? What, what year was that then, or when, when did you start working on this? Well, I started working on it um, in the, during Christmas um, break in 2008. And by New Year's, I had that one level with, with, with the, the head tracking thing and, uh, and the ball. And uh, I showed it to my relatives, and they were like, that's cool. And I was like, okay, there's already a game that's precisely the same thing from Sweden without the 3D stuff. Um, and I was like... I. Should I release this? You know, will people be like, oh, that's a copy? Because already the Piazza was kind of like a copy of an actual game. So I was thinking I'm going to release it for free as a promotion for Piazza, um, which was making a whopping 20 euros a day back then, you know. You know that, was, that was big, that was big. It paid lunch every day, so that was good. But um, then I spent a month on it and uh, decided, well, I might as well get paid for my month, so let's release it. I was hoping for, for it to make about 30,000 euros. That was my target. Uh, in the end, it made you know, about half a million if you, if you combine all the, the, uh, award, the prizes that you got from awards and such. And, and talking about those awards, I mean, you, you were even given the Apple Design Award, and that's when Steve Jobs was still alive as yeah, well. So that's, yeah, he was that's still, quite an honor. Yeah, I, I could have been there when Steve was... I don't know if Steve actually gave those awards. I don't think so. I don't know. Because I wasn't there when I won it. Why not? Well, I didn't know I was going to win. But Wooden Labyrinth 3D wasn't the only side project that Elias has worked on that's turned into something. Um, he's also worked on a rapid prototyping tool for Symbian, 
which is notable because uh, his previous employer, Digia, built it just about the same time that um, that the iPhone was taking off. So it, you can imagine where that went. And on top of that, he was building a uh, another game concept that uh, used a hammer throw as its mechanic. So think about like Angry Birds or a golf game, but instead of like pulling back a slingshot, you just spin around this hammer and have to release it at the right moment, basically. But there was one project more that really captured our attention. We were actually in a, in a meeting with the CEO of Exodus, and we were talking, the meeting was about Gamebook, but then that had ended, and we were for some reason talking about drawing circles. And uh, we came up with this, the most stupid game concept ever of drawing a circle on a whiteboard and then having an app that you could scan the, the circle and it would rate how good of a circle it is. And then we had this, the meeting next time in two weeks and then I came with the app that did that. And I was like, now we can, now we can do this. The strange thing is there was like a, a 10, 12 different circle drawing apps on the App Store by then. I was like, wow. But luckily enough, all of them were ones where you actually draw on the device's screen. It's like super lame. Obviously, you want to draw on your medium of choice and um, draw a perfect circle allowed you to do that. <laughs> that um, was the name of the app, Draw a Perfect Circle. Draw a Perfect Circle. It's uh, very search engine optimized. So people who are looking for perfect circle applications will find it. Because that's, that's a hot search term, really. Mm. Yeah. It shipped about 50 copies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think there's a, there's a good... 2,000 of them around. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Hey, we should fire it up then. Yeah. What do you say? Hey, we can totally have a challenge here. So. Perfect, do we have perfect. some paper? Yeah, I have some paper here. Does it have squares? Oh, we kind of have any oh, lines. Oh, you need to have like a... Blank. You know, it's... Let's get your one. <laughs> it's not space technology, man. It, it's just... You know, it's much harder to read circles when you have lines going through them. Um, Is this big enough for you? That's, that's big enough for me. <laughs> okay. Now, there's, in the recorded history of this application, there's only one person who has ever drawn a 100% circle without any helping tools, and that's oh me. So, that's you, okay. Yes. How many, how many circles do you think you've done in this application? I would say a thousand. -ish. This is all prototyping. Yeah, but there's a lot of circles. <laughs> I mean, and some of them were definitely, you know, on, on purpose, not circles, you know, like potatoes and whatnot. Yeah. It was supposed to have like a disgrading system where it would, you know, make uh, quips at you like, that's more like a potato, dude. Okay. Learn how to draw a circle, but, you know. Some intelligent kind of AI in there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I never got around to doing that. Okay. But hey, fire away. Well, before, is there any, t uh, just fire away. What is it? It's a circle, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. That's a potato. Oh, Make it a bit bigger. You should be around, aiming around like one inch. There we go. Uh, That's better. No. Too slow though, right? What's the, what's the technique? Well, I, I would draw slower than that. It's like you're rushing it. You know. Yes. Zen. There we go. That's that's okay. <laughs> Shit. What's that? Oh, that one okay. okay, now you get to scan it yourself. Because you can totally cheat by scanning it uh, at a, you know, oh, angle. An angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can correct a lot there. of the... Um, but you need to have only the one circle on the screen at the same time. Oh, man. There we go. Oh, that looks so bad now that I'm looking at it. 
Oh, well, it's 84. 84.3. Okay. Yeah, okay. I may have to crush your dreams of circle dominance. Well, that's not good. Uh, let, let's see. Let's see. Come on. That doesn't look like an 84.3. No, it doesn't. It looks more like... It looks more like 91.9. Oh, come on. It's dominated. <laughs> it's, it's a cool concept. I mean, like, um, your apps, like, Wooden Labyrinth, I mean, that's something very physical that you can kind yeah. of feel. And then um, drawing perfect circles, of course, that's like a... It's a physical kind of game, but, like, taken to the app, so... Yeah. I mean, that's... And, and of course, Payaso as well, which is, like, you slam the device and coins start flying as well. Um, yeah, if you, if you look at my... The, my own iOS apps that I've actually built and released. They are all in this sort of realm of blending physical things with the with the phone. What's interesting about that too? Well, I, I think that's sort of, um, these are the kinds of uh, augmented reality things that I like. I mean, the, the whole idea of sort of augmented reality is very enticing, but the problem is that most of the implementations on the phone suck. Um, so I think these are actually sort of augmented reality, even the, the Labyrinth game, because it's, it's a physical thing that you're turning around and it just happens to render everything on the screen. But, but it's very powerful. Um, it gives you this sort of tactile thing. Mm -hmm. I like it. What, what is your philosophy about side projects then? Like, how do you divide your time to do these side projects? Well, you know, it, it takes a bit of a, a situation where you can actually commit to having time for these. Um, currently... We are in such a busy cycle with Walt that I just have zero time to make my own things. Mm. And it's, it's a bit sad, of, of course, because there's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice sort of a break from the, the everyday work. Um, but when you have time, definitely, definitely is something that I enjoy. And with, with side projects, like, do you feel like you constantly need to have a side project at all times? Or what's your philosophy relating to this? Well, I've actually... I just read on, on, on Stack uh, Overflow's like survey that some 80% of developers have side projects that they use over two, two hours a week on. Um, I think that's massive and that's cool um, because they are obviously more creative than the, the usual things you do because you just can play around with concepts and so forth. But um, no, currently I have a side project of, of, of planting a garden and, you know, Stuff like that. <laughs> I need to Espo. It's it's horrible. Even though these are side projects that you kind of, you know, you're kind of down downplaying them, down yeah. talking like, oh, it's just a, an app that you know measures your circles. But at the same time, you, you have to make, you like, you seem to really care about polishing them and making sure they're at some level instead of just throwing them out there. Yeah, well, Draw Perfect Circle was a sort of a, a demonstration in how over, you know, super trickery thing you, like, you can make. Um, unfortunately, it's not available currently, so you can't go and download it and check it out, but it has, you can drag the screen in every screen, you can just touch it somewhere and everything is moving if you pan it around or whatnot. It's just super polished, but it's also, you know, a useless um, UI trickery everywhere. Now, uh, yeah, that's something I enjoy, making a lot of UI animations and making it fluid. 
um, in in more serious applications, of course, you know, limiting it to something that is feasible. But in when you're making an app for drawing circles, you're kind of allowed to do whatever you want. So I figured, you know, why not make it so that you can actually? Well, you can see here. I'll show it to you. You know, you can you can just all of these views. You can just you know pan around in them and you know. Oh, so even in your perfect circle app, you're you're yeah. mes meshing in a few other side projects. Yeah, right? look at that. You know, it has even 3D transition. You know, that page turning thing. <laughs> Come on, I can do it. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I think the whole technology part of that, the drawing the circle or scanning the circle took like one third of the time, and the rest is the the UI <laughs> that basically has two buttons, but it's very complex underneath. Oh yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> Total sense. Well, I figured that if you if you're about to make an app for for drawing circles, um, it's it's just that it doesn't really have so much substance into it. It needs to have more style, so build uh -huh. around that. <laughs> However, you want to justify it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it still didn't become a hit. I was hoping that it was going to become a craze where people are like drawing circles everywhere. Uh, you can have in-app purchases for draw the perfect square and uh... no 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 the the, the monetization oh, oh yeah I forgot to tell you know the monetization of that app has has been totally worked out and it's it's actually buying accessories for that so you buy circles so you buy this like you know you you begin with the the three hundred DPI printed perfect circle and then if you're very hardcore you buy this sort of uh, like laser etched super circle that is super precise and then you try and scan it because the scanning part is the other part because you have to have it like perfectly um, level with the plane that you're trying to scan so there's the, the metagame of being the best scanner and then you buy these perfect circles and then you scan them perfectly and we sell those merchandises at massive upmarket that is huge yeah it's kind of like the the it's Angry the, Bird strategy of getting that into every store. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Selling service. I'm, I'm sure there's massive business in that. So, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, you know, sad that that never panned out. I'm sure that's going to be a massive hit in Japan or somewhere. It's like very zen. You just stare at the circle and you press the button. It's not really. Uh, methodology that leads into a side project it's always a sort of sum of, of happenstance it's it's very hard to say where this come from and that's the beautiful thing really is that these are these random super crazy ideas that you can just make on your own in a secret laboratory and when they are too crazy to be published then you just bury them yourself and no one has to know that you've ever tried that thing Right, that's all the time we have for this week. Sorry it took a little bit longer than normal to get this podcast out. We've been a little bit busy with the Arctic 15 coming up. That's uh, our conference on the 26th and 27th of May in Helsinki, where we're bringing together lots of investors, startups, and corporate acquirers, if that's interesting to you. So go grab a ticket at arctic15.com. But if you got excited about drawing perfect circles, we got some news from Elias, because he's going to launch the game again in App Store. Go check that out. It's called Draw a Perfect Circle, and we'll see you next time. See you.